0: Red and blue
1: we had nothing to do then come So I had a dream yellow and green we a then along come Norwich say, say.
2: Welcome to the Along Come Norwich podcast A rambustious rumble through the realm of Norwich City supporters I'm Tom and I'm joined as ever this evening by John Hello Lorny Good evening And Mr Brian Gunn
0: Good evening gentlemen We'll be asking Gunny Well, thank you. Thank you for including us all. Boys and girls. we will
2: be asking Gunny how he feels the loan is working out for little Angus, as well as recapping the Chelsea result, looking ahead to the Blades visit, taking your questions, and wrapping up with the quiz. So first, Mr Gunn, thank you for joining us. Angus is getting so many plaudits. Has the loan worked out even better than he hoped?
0: Well, just you you mentioned little Angus there. Um, On returning from the Chelsea match last night, um, I'm sure everyone noticed the high winds in Norfolk. And um, we, I went to bed at 4:30 a.m. Angus went to bed about 3:30. But at 5:30 a.m., I had a six-foot-six goalkeeper standing over me in the <laughs> studio bedroom, panicking. He had a torch in his hand. He said, "There's someone outside. There's someone outside." But actually, the wind had blown one of the tops off a plastic container and smashed against his bedroom windows, window. <laughs> so uh, his first. Um, shout was Dad! dad! <laughs> so I, I, even though he's 21 22 next week uh, it's good to know he still needs his dad for mm. some things but he certainly doesn't need me for um, between the posts at Norwich City this season and um, you know as a father obviously very very proud um, as um, an ex-goalkeeper um, interested in, in um, how he uh, came around to making the decision to come to Norwich City um, would it have been um, easier to go somewhere else uh, there was other teams interested but um, he as a 21 year old guy decided that he wanted to come back to where he was born play for the club that um, he was a season ticket holder at and um, take on the pressures of his dad having played 477 games for the club as well um, like uh, uh, you know, war off a duck's back <laughs> well, you,
2: you, you, t- you touched on last night one of, one of the things that I noticed last night and I've seen throughout his, his few months here so far um, he plays the game with a smile on his face You know, and, and in a way that really did remind me of watching you as a season to get older when you were here um, as, as, a, as a younger lad I was then of course um, but he genuinely seems to relish games, he seems to enjoy every save he makes, there are so many who are puffing their cheeks out and trying to look cool mm. after they've made a stop, whereas he has got a big grin on his face. You know, He seems to genuinely
3: play like he's playing in the park. That's the thing that I've been most impressed with, I think, with Angus, is that this is his first season in professional competitive football. And he does not look like it's his first season in competitive professional football. Same with Jamal Lewis, to be fair to him, and Christoph Zimmermann stepping up from the fourth division of the German football. But the way that he's just approached it so calmly, he looks like he's been a goalkeeper at this level from. Years and years and years, and it's his first season. he doesn't look like he's got a weakness.
1: yet. you know, we haven't seen most goalkeepers. You look at it and say, "Oh, you know, perhaps they could command the box a bit better, or their shop stopping's not great." But actually, he's got the whole package. I mean, that must make you immensely proud. Brian.
0: It, it is something I'm just looking at at the moment. And you started off with the smile from yeah. the good old days. There's a black and white picture <laughs> of me in 1988, after probably just seeing one sneak past the post and yeah. um, not go in and i think that's the way to do it i think that's the way i, I tried to do it all obviously apart from some tense moments and uh hybrid brawls and um <laughs> you know chasing up parks and not being happy with referees and things like that but um he is so calm in um all situations um obviously the pass back rule and and that all came into operation sort of early 90s you know, I was able to pick it up at one stage playing for Norwich City and, and and you know kick it out, but then it came back in. So I was fortunate that I had done some outfield training with um, Alec Fergus and Archie Knox. They always like the goalkeepers to join in outfield stuff, passing drills, um, but obviously modern football, modern goalkeeping coaches, and you've got to remember Angus has had uh, Norwich City goalkeeping coaches, Darren Lovell, uh, Daz Plowman. Um, Then he went to Manchester City, he had Roy Tunks and David Felgate, but then all of a sudden he fell into Italian goalkeeping coaches, Spanish goalkeeping coaches, who would um, obviously try and get their technique and uh, ideas across to him as well. So he's had that to deal with in the last six years as well. Um, But one of his strengths is his calmness under pressure. he let in a goal one night at Manchester City when he tried to pass it out it was cut out the ball ended up at the back of the net so Angus went into the dressing room at half time apologised his manager was Patrick Vieira who said no no it's not your fault it's my fault because that's the way I want you to play and obviously moving forward Guardiola is very similar to that he wants them, the goalkeepers to take a risk right at the beginning of the setting up the play Mm -hmm. because that will take one man out of play then he's broken the line whichever that one is the first or the second but the goalkeeper with the ball at his feet is is a player and um, and, and, and that was also what Norwich wanted mm. Yeah, so, very much so Daniel Fark has obviously come in with his ideas um, and that was also um, crucial in Manchester City um, thinking Norwich was a good fit as well so um, all in all um, I have spoken to the loan manager tonight Fergal Harkin and um, he, he said everyone at Manchester City's raving about him today. Um, they've got a TV channel that goes round their uh, whole complex and um, it will have a half-hour package on it with their loan players as well. Okay, highlights. So in all areas, first-team canteen, um, academy um, canteen, so he's also got the England under-17 goalkeeper who I know admires Angus watching him when he's sitting having his breakfast, as well as Edison, Pep Guardiola, uh, Claudio Brava doing the same thing. So it's it's good to know that um, they know what he's doing. Uh, they have scouts at every game. Um, they have feedback from Daniel Farke, the manager. Um, Neil Adams, as the loan manager at Norris City, as, uh, also puts a dossier together once a month. It goes back to the club. So it's all done very professionally now. There's dossiers on this and um, the strength and conditioning coach was down from Manchester last week to check on Angus and uh, is there any way to help him improve halfway through a season or do we wait till the closed season, uh, which he might not have because he could be away to Toulon with England under-21s. Um, he, could in, um, uh, he could be in... Russia. He could be in Russia, yes, he could be in Russia or he could be at an under-21 championship next year as well. So um, his... Closed seasons, they haven't had a lot of time off, mm. so they've got to make sure his body is still um, recovering, strengthening, um, you know, developing in the right way as a 21-year-old, 22-year-old next week uh, body should. So, as a as a dad, <clears throat> not just a
2: goalkeeping legend, club legend of where he currently is, mm-hmm. what is. What have you tried to pass on? You talk, you're talking about keeping strength and conditioning in, in check and that's obviously he's got a phenomenal, you know, world leading elite team looking after that. But as a dad who knows that his son gets a little bit scared when things go bumping and might <laughs> like come running into him. yeah. What, what have you kind of passed on to him? Or what what challenge have you found in trying to keep him grounded? And you Because know, j- just hearing what you were reading off there, Guardiola's going to see these highlights. I mean, that's, that must be nuts for a young lad to think, wow, these incredible footballing icons. And, and, and the other thing, Guardiola
0: will see the highlights from the Bristol City game, because they mm. play them in a week's time in the yeah. semi-final of the cup. So once Guardiola's game's over this weekend, they'll be on to Bristol City, so he'll have a you know um, TV room, um, wall-to-wall, Crystal City and Angus, I would imagine, would feature in that. But as a dad, um, and I think we, we from the outset, when um, we knew that Angus had talent, um, we, myself and Susan, um, decided that we weren't going to run his life. And and, and um, there's been some documentaries on television about it. Um, you know, parents taking over the child's career, or you know, this that and the other agents, and you know, we. Felt at the time, even though he was 14 and 15, we would be better having professional advice. Um, or even though I was involved in the game for 20, 25 years, um, we still felt that we needed um, a right person to help him. Um, and was not so much then, but so more so now? Um, so that seems
2: <coughs> that seems quite late though. 14, 15. Is is, is it later for goalkeepers to 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 For it to become clear that okay they are reaching that extra inch to to make that save
0: well i think i think i think for angus's development he was obviously always tall um he always played um the years up so he basically made his debut for norris City's under 18 team when he was 15. Um, likewise england under 16s he played 14 and 15 so he he crossed two seasons Um, and that was all to do with His physical attributes at the time, Um, and likewise, seventeen playing under twenty ones, those those type of. But that's what you find the elite players do. The the elite clubs um, want to test their players. Um, Some they have to hold back because physically they've not developed properly. But some others, you know, um, it's a it's a big challenge to them. But they come through the challenge, and I suppose one of our. Worries this season would have been the physical aspect of the championship, <clears throat> cross balls, um, you know things like that happening around him. But he's caught with that better than uh, we imagined. He's uh, he's he's one of the
2: best off his line in terms of making the decision early whether he's staying or whether he's coming. That we've had for probably since Forster, Fraser, mm. Fraser Forster was was very strong, that still is mm-hmm. um, at Saints. But um, that that is something that, again, for for a younger keeper, quite often that's the, the one of the obvious things you look at for what's their decision making going to be like. And another thing, when you saw um, Caviera do it last night, come scampering out of his box, I can't remember seeing um, Mini Gunny do mm. do that at all this season. Like, he, he seems to know when to stay
0: home. He seems to know when okay, that's well within my grasp. And, and that's goalkeeping. Down to a T, it's decision-making. And the best goalkeepers make the best decisions. Um, uh, they, they make the least mistakes. Um, they um, And as I said to Michael Bailey during the week um, after the Bristol City game, the save he made against Bristol City was down to hours and hours of work on the training ground. But you might only ever make that save once or twice a season. But it's something that even when I was a... Fourteen-year-old goalkeeper. That was a technique that we would do in training. You would get the last um, piece of energy out of your body, but you'd make a save at the end of it, and and that save was equating to all those hours of hard work. Whereas probably um, the first save against uh, Danny Drinkwater, touching onto the bar last night, was more, um, you know, getting a hand up, moving moving quickly. Um, and then other ones um, reflexes um, coming into operation uh, with the Willans save and the Murata save within the seconds of each other and again that's all techniques that you do on the training pitch and they come into fruition um, in those games obviously more so than against the likes of Chelsea the likes of Arsenal um, You know probably games like Sheffield United at the weekend it's going to be um, I'd imagine a lot of pressure put into the 18 yard box for Angus and the defenders to deal with so um, but they all know that it, it's it, you know they can preempt things. But the the original question was what does a dad or, or you know what do we tell Angus is and and I, and I just tell them um, you know it's the it's the old enjoy it, um, good luck today, um, positive. Well, so all small messages, sound bites, and not a a boring so, speech mm-hmm. from your dad when I played <laughs> country in 1989 <laughs> you yeah. all had a boring speech yeah. from your dad you're all that nodding yeah. your head yeah. Yeah. Like, be, yeah. you know what? oh dad God, let's yeah. go for a point yeah. but but what, what, what I think
2: is you, you, he can take a lot of heart from and you as a proud dad we went on that very unpleasant run where we weren't scoring goals and we were conceding them and we were losing and, and no you wanted Farka fi- out. Let's not. I, let's yeah, not. Let's me. <laughs> I still don't want in, but out. Um, when, when, when you've got, uh, i go up and down like horse draws. I'm all right, over the place. Okay. Um, but when you've got, um, when you've got a, goal, a young goalkeeper on loan, very easy target. Yeah, yeah, okay, son of a club legend. Therefore, he's always going to get a bit of a free pass. But there was absolutely no pointed fingers at him. And 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 it, we're not just saying it because you're here in the seven podcasts we've done this season. At no point have we said, yeah, maybe Angus shouldn't have got beaten at his near post. Yeah, you know, the the type of throwaway Mm. comments you make. But even on a small scale, I can't think of any goals this season where you think could have done better. I mean, the Morrison one, for example, he can't have expected Morrison to have shot from that far out, even though maybe he he wasn't right in the middle of his goal. But why would he be at that point? Uh,
3: If I was going to pick one, I'd pick that Morrison one as the one where you think... Did he? Could he do better? Mm. And, but then when you see it back,
1: you see it in real time and you think, oh, okay. And then you see it again and you're like, no, actually, it was just a really, really good hit. How yeah. long would he, he dwell really on that? How long would he dwell on on,
0: um, on beaten uh, like That is that is That's another strength. It is great that um, he doesn't dwell. And, uh, and, that, and again, I've always said of, of, of top goalkeepers, it's how quickly they overcome the mistake. And I always thought Robert Green was great at that as well. Robert Green mm-hmm. was one, and, and he made big mistakes, unfortunately, for England and some um, Premier League games. But the next game, he was always back on it and focused and, and trained well, and, and there was no worry about him. You know, a manager could say, "Right, I'll put him straight back in." Uh, that, apart from the England manager, who probably left him out of the game after. But yeah. um, you know, that, that type of mentality is what you need as a as a goalkeeper because there's no guarantees you're going to have games like you, Angus had last night every week, um, but uh, to be consistent as he is, has been, has been pleasing as well, so there's lots of things that you think, alright he's going to Norwich alright, he's, um, he's taken over the pedestal he's taken over the gun club for instance like yeah. we walked in a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> Susan like came in for lunch and <clears throat> I didn't realise but walked in and there's a big picture of Angus, oh, yeah, seen uh, that yeah. used to be me but um, hey, He's not done this podcast. <coughs> and so. there's a little one. There's a little <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah. I'll I love yeah. all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I love all that on top of them. But yeah, it's it's great to see the fans take to him, and because he's one of their own, um, that's all fantastic. You know, it's great to see academy products in the first team at the football club. I mean, you mentioned Jamal, Todd Campbell last night coming yeah. in as well. Mm-hmm. You know, fantastic that the the scouting originally, then the coaching, um, the patience. Um, because it's a long, long, long said,
2: way. Something that Huck said overnight about um, Jam Lewis <coughs> getting such plaudits last night. Yeah. Um, he said, it's not just about last night. It's about the hours and hours and hours of hard work he put in. And then and then a little story came out that Jamal Lewis, it was, it was an off day on Monday, but Jamal Lewis was in training on his own, doing extra strength and conditioning. Yeah. And um, its it, I think that's important to remember that there is, it, it takes a, a whole lot of dedication yeah. to uh, your craft. Yes, the rewards are fantastic, mm-hmm. but you need to put the dedication into to go alongside that talent. Because yeah. you, you, we see plenty of wasted talent. We see yeah. plenty of wa- flashes in the pan that, that just can't you know, put it together.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And, and and again, that's the type of player that you want on your team. Because yeah. you know that they're gonna go that extra bit. at the end. And, I, and Jamal is, um, you know, there's probably five out of the six games I've seen. He's been excellent, so yeah. consistent. Last night, I mean, the game against Chelsea here, Zappa Costa, for me, was up and down that line um, all night. Last night, Jamal Lewis was 40 yards behind him. Zappa Costa was on the ball, running forward, and then all of a sudden, J- Jamal Lewis was right beside him. I thought that Rapid. was absolutely fantastic. And he actually got mentioned on the TV. Yeah. Jermaine Jerry yeah. said yeah. that. he wants to change his yes. mind of the match. Yes. Um, <laughs> so you, men- you mentioned Rob Green, who um,
2: we're big fans of. Um, you had a question about what makes a save along the lines of your favourite save of all time?
3: Yeah, so the Pinken obviously did a thing after the Bristol City save. It was what is the greatest save <laughs> that's ever been done, and my favourite save wasn't in the list. Right. And I think the reason it wasn't in the list was because it wasn't technically a save. So I suppose the question was going to be, what makes a good save? But the save that I'm referring to was it was against Stoke, and they loaded the ball in the box. Green came luck, out, <laughs> caught it under pressure. Landed, dropped it and the ball was bouncing around in the box and Green was on the floor and the ball sat up perfectly for Ricardo Fuller and it was maybe a yard out and he's just going to head it in and from nowhere Green got, pulled it away and it wasn't a save because it wasn't a shot but it saved a goal Mm -hmm. so you talked earlier on about reflexes and technique and stuff so what is it that makes in your opinion the best kind of save? Well you
0: you don't know Robert Green might think that's the best save that he's ever made you don't know and um, (laughs) it's Yeah, the Munich save—it uh, comes back to the best save. It was a best. Save. It wasn't spectacular. It hit me in the in the ghoulies, can I say you ghoulies? So it hit me in the ghoulies, and you get up. And so that wasn't a technical save. That was hard work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was working on the training ground for hours and hours and hours. One post across the other one, and then just throwing your body and getting in the way. Robert Green's would have been exactly the same, like the Angus save that was meaning you're on the ground, you're moving around, you've just got to get there right. and no more. So I, I, the best saves, are probably the most important saves, I think they're more important than the best because you know you, uh, you know, against Millwall for instance, I played and um, I made 21 saves in the game, but Ian Saint John decided to give the man of the match to Terry Hurlock. So he didn't think they were great saves or important saves, you know. So I, I knew they were. But I think everyone but, else knew
1: that as well. <coughs> um, and I, I tweeted out one of your saves the other day and it was the one where you kind of went to your left and it's top corner. And yeah. How you've kept it out. I mean, I have yeah. absolutely no
0: idea. And again, that, that reminiscence to Angus's save last night when he's... Uh, strong wrists. Mm. And again, that's not something that you... Um, it's not... You know, the coaches will say, right, strong wrists. And, but you've just got to keep doing strong... You've got to be brave. The ball's coming flying at your face from six yards because in training, it's set up like that. It's closer. It's not, you know, 40 yards out. Someone, mm-hmm. Danny, drink water shots because the goalkeeping coach is not that good. Yeah. <laughs> <In> general, <laughs> he Danny, involved. drink water shots. So he's closer in and he's doing all these things around you. So I think those um, reactive um, training sessions um, and the footwork, you know, the footwork is so important as a goalkeeper because, um, and again, because of the camera around that stadium last night, you could see like the the the, the live, the, the first replay, the second replay, the fourth replay, and you watch footwork, and that's one thing that goalkeepers um, will always have to do, because you know the, the 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 ball moves around so quickly in the penalty box, and that again is so important. So and it's it's actually repetitive as a goalkeeper, it's something you do every day, but you don't realise how important it is until it actually the save. Comes in that Robert Green moment, that you know, and I I was at that game because I was still working here at the time. I think it was like probably I might have watched it from a a lounge window or something like that, but again, I knew it was a a great save and an important save. It wasn't spectacular, it wasn't you know, top corner catching it, anything like that, but for his team, it was an important save and won them the points on the day. I think,
3: yeah. And when you look back on your career, because obviously, you've got the (coughs) Legends game coming up with Inter. When you look back on your career, is it is it the big games you remember, or is it the big saves, or is it something else entirely that when you look back you think that was
0: um, the, the 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 big thing for me that time uh, for the UEFA Cup one was the first game when we we won three nil, but we were played off the park in the first half, and um, I probably had three or four saves to make and. Second half, I still had a couple of saves to make, but they were such a good team at moving the ball mm. about, and we thought we were a good team at moving and passing and being yeah. Mark Bowen, and Culverhouse, and that's the way we used to play. But poof, they taught us how to play in the first half, and then with a little bit of grit and longer balls and, and putting them under pressure, we got in front, and then we started playing football and, and got there. But those saves were important because it got us on our little run. and mm-hmm. um, Then we went over there and drew nil nil, and I had a shot straight at me, but a touch over the bar but we we kept it nil-nil so we made a big um, uh, sort of imprint into UEFA Cup there we we had two clean sheets against the decent Dutch side and then we went into the next ones with a bit of confidence not expecting anything against Munich and then you know that gave us the confidence to go out there and play the football we did um, Fantasy football Yeah yeah it is when you see it on the telly again um, <clears throat> they showed it, I don't know if you've Watched it, it was a FIFA programme on a couple of weeks ago and it, um, it, was, it was about me and Angus um, and it showed those, it, it had the footage for Munich yeah. and you know it just showed like whoever was in their team, Mateus, um, you know the, the, the international stars they had but it also showed like the people they had in the stands, the history of the club, France, Beckenbauer, Udi Haunas, um Ogenthala was on the bench with someone else it was just like wow okay they're legends of German football and Norwich City have beaten these guys and mm. they're all sitting there with their faces like stone. <laughs> well you yeah. mentioned this face like stone I remember
2: the, the uh, program for the return leg second leg yeah. 1-1 yeah. Carroll um, and uh, I, the the picture was uh, Gossi in the air with Lothar Mateus looking over his shoulder with, with that face, that stony face of he's never done that yeah, yeah. Uh, and it is uh, to this day obviously the best programme <laughs> and, and my, my, most, my <laughs> most treasured one it's a t-
0: terrific shot that yeah. so, so that, that game sorry I think there's someone trying to get me it's my best man actually but um, he's probably just watched Angus in action because he's <laughs> had it on record which, um, but yeah those, those, those games um, mean something the, the starting ones yeah uh, and even um, like the 86 team that I came into and I I, I probably honestly um, I only knew Norwich because of John Fashner's goal um, which was always shown green and yellow um, you go into Norwich which division are they in at the time and, and they just got promoted mm. um, obviously won the Milk Cup before that um, I knew all that but it was coming into a team that you know I'm going there and... weren't household names, were they? Let's, not let's at, the time, not yeah. at the time, not at the time. And one of the last things that Alec Ferguson said to me as I left the door, he says, make sure that's not your last club. You're a toxic schoolkeeper. That's what he said to me as I walked out of the door at Pataudry. And he was right, because we finished fifth. Fourth and third. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he prophesied yeah. Norris City. I he don't know if he had any money 30. on the fact yeah. that we would finish <laughs> in the top six, but he, that, 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 so those type of things, those messages that you go, right, okay, I'm, I'm quite good, and then you come down and the team are top of the league and um, you have great results and you have a little dip around about Christmas, which we always had dips at Christmas. I don't know why, but that's that's something <laughs> if you look at yeah. the, our, 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 Nineties, 88, 94, there seemed to be dips at Christmas all the time, so I don't know. Couldn't know. even blame
2: Delia's cooking back then, could you? <clears throat> not
0: then, not then, but um, but that was all things, that little footprints and making Norwich City the club they were to get to the UEFA Cup, um, which I say this FIFA programme showed, and that's gone all over the world again in, you know, 25 years later, which then gets us into the game against Milan uh, in May which I started my fitness training last night for when I walked from Stamford Bridge to Ells Court Station. That was a hell of a hike. <laughs> well done, mate. <clears throat> and then realising we were on the wrong line and we had to go right across the bank. and that, So that there was a foot march on last night. Double session for Double you. Double session. Then. So <laughs> training training went well last night. Um, but, yeah, that's obviously something now that um, we're gearing up to. Um, the organisers, the club, have announced myself, Hucks. And who else did they mention at the beginning? Adam Drew. Andrew, yeah and Then they come out with a centre forward, so um, Sati, um, Ewan, and Holti. Um And then there'll be another batch of names coming out now. Um, I was involved in an email exchange the other day, so uh, and I like the likely way they're doing it. It's like got a little bit of thought behind it. Yeah, very much so. And um, we're actually going to go to Milan soon to meet. Um, and more of the ex players. So, like, you know, you'll see ex players at Carra Road. I met John Bumstead and Colin Page last night, and there'll be lots of other ex players around. We'll meet the guys we're playing against. Um, Super. So, we'll stare them out. Yeah, <laughs> <course> <laughs> we're, we're, you know, look them up and down, they'll look us up and down. And you go, can show them your walking <laughs> you've been, <clears throat> been <eating. laughs> Well, walk, walk up and down those San Ciro spirals. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah I don't know. I might have to do that just to show Toldo. Um, but it's something that, um, again, Probably, um, I've realised um, the importance of those type of games, those reunions, those um, special moments. Uh, Recalling the history of a club, um, when you get in touch with the lads, and the response from all the players has been unbelievable. And yeah, I can't wait. You know. When when we're going down there, are we playing golf before it? We you know, we're going for <laughs> a night out, but you know what we're doing, what we're doing. So, so that's the great thing about it. And um, you know, I think the people at the club, um, you know, I've I've been surprised with the, the response as well. You know, they've got the email address and now they've got the mobile numbers. I'm not doing all the calling, so it's um, it's getting them all sort of tuned in to that May the twentieth. And um, we've still got a few to find, and we've still got a few to entice. Um, but you know, I think. Um, with little cunning plans um, we'll get there and we'll have the majority if not as many um, of the, um, the era yeah um represented and then obviously we need some fresh legs on the pitch I'll talk about so, boots well minute. just get them just <laughs> take, them, take them on the day because you know I don't know bold headed left backs or something like that we could get you on there so no if we, problem so if we could maybe well. just yeah. hang around outside uh, sort of the way. players' entrance please do 10 minutes <laughs> before kick-off you might yeah. get a game yeah, yeah please do because um, you know I don't know how long I'll be on the pitch for it but as soon as I touch it and keep it out of the net that could be me yeah that's so me done yeah
2: uh, right. one save Scott, Cheers. Harry, <laughs> Scott <laughs> Harry Scott <laughs> Harry are are you
3: going to jog toward the Bartley Bar and Go ahead, it. I think the word jog is that put me off. <laughs> are, you to, are you going to walk towards the bar? Stroll I'm looking
0: forward to going towards the Bartley and seeing how close I can get to it. Um, I will be jogging by then, of course. Um, <laughs> it was a hot trot, fast trot last night, but jogging will be certainly um, a level I can get to. Cool. And um, I'll just have to make sure my calves are. Got a bit of spring in them as well, so i need to do some calf work. Well.
2: <laughs> well, we're we <we're> massively <coughs> looking forward to that. It's going to be a fantastic night. Yeah. Um, it was very nearly a fantastic night yesterday. Um, obviously, a late one for um, for Angus and the boys. Mm-hmm. Did you um, Did you feel going into the
0: game that that we had we were going to take them as close as we did? No, no. To be honest, I knew that Angus was going to have a busy night. <laughs> Um, but, um, and obviously, I'd been to Bristol at the weekend, so the tactics seemed to be the same plan. I mean, Daniel talks about plans and the build up to a game, we have a plan. And so, looking at it, the, the setup of the team, the plan was very similar um, to Bristol and, and, and basically frustrated Chelsea in many ways as well when they got the ball and moved it about. And, you know, it just showed that um, the players there have got that level within them. Yeah, Um, and we ran on luck as well, which 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 you need in in a cup
2: tie. You know, it was Aspasioqueta, wasn't it? It very nearly turned it in very early doors. I think it's a very different game if that goes in, and you have the, the refereeing decisions, which. We're I right, think, well, I think we're correct, but you, you don't All often them get. I, yeah. I yes. was, them were correct. All yeah, them William was on his yeah. way down. Yeah. I William think was, William was definitely
0: looking for I think the only one, the only one I looked at was William. Yeah, and but is uh, he not on
2: his way down? He tucked his legs yeah, together. but I still
0: think in a normal, in normal situation. I didn't, to be fair, I didn't even say I went to the toilet and came back out and uh, heard a roar, and um, just saw it. And so yes, in VAR and slow motion, yeah, he's put his leg and he's gone over, but his body is that way. But um, uh, you, you, you don't normally go to Stamford Bridges or uh, Old Traffords or places like that and that's not a given so mm-hmm. it, it, it was fortunate so you said yeah we rode our luck Asco um, Laquetta, um I think Angus had a little pull with them I don't understand why they don't have um, uh, anyone marking the player in the six yard box they're very zonal and if you look at the goal that Preston scored um, that was very it's very similar to last night so the guy's sitting there and he's just tapping it in and and there's no so in my day um, I would have had somebody on him on one side and I would have been sort of strong on the other side Um, whereas Angus is actually marking this player um, and having to concentrate and go out for a cross or do whatever so I think that little I think there was a little pool of his body and spun him around a bit and he sort of got and the ball was with him it probably um, it probably worked which shows really good savvy Um, you know, that's a savvy thing yeah. to do for a young that, goalkeeper there's a well, thing actually that
3: we used to do when I used to play Sundays and it was by one job from corners because not being tall there wasn't any point in marking martyred he's quite good at football I think, thanks. unfortunately but, uh, so my job was our goalkeeper at the time would get me to stand between him and whoever was stood on him mm-hmm. and all I was there for was so that as the cross came in he would push me into whoever was yeah. on him and his thinking was that won't be a foul because I've pushed my own team and that's not yeah, a foul yeah. and you can't help landing on him because yeah. you've been pushed and we never got anything given against this how legitimate is that as a tactic just well, get branches it, to stand it, in there. It's,
0: it's a tactic that you need to use if you get away with it but yeah as I say it, it must be safer having that's defender there anyway who can react to that.
2: So having someone on the post, that doesn't seem to be a thing anymore. You
0: yeah, know, well like there was someone post, on the front yeah. post. There was someone on the front post last night, and, and yeah, I would have liked if if I've got one post to cover, I would have liked that post, the back post to cover. But again, you know, it's I'm a, not a goalkeeper of this era. Uh, I'm not a coach of this era, and um, you know, was if, that your choice though? Is that you um, saying I want it, someone on the front it, post, it was it was, a, post? It was a it was a a discussion. Um, between how you want to do it. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, going back to Mel Machin, going back to Dave Williams, you know, the manager obviously would would, would come in and we'd be working on our set plays, but you'd normally have the assistant manager uh, or the f- first team coach. So, yeah, say so Mel Machin, Dave Williams, John Dean um, in my era would be the ones that would be on Gary Megson um, as well. He liked doing it himself. But so, so um, and you'd discuss what you wanted. Gunny, do you want someone here? This is what they did last week. This is their set plays. You know, we've got it on video. We've got it on written down. You know, we we didn't have a um, a, a video analysis room, but we had some footage that we could go and watch if we needed to. So, um, you know, that's something that maybe I should be speaking to Angus about and saying like, okay, you should be standing in those meetings, or you should be once you're doing the set plays, you should. I want someone on that player. Um, it only takes another goal to happen. and it, Well, you'd have thought might. so, but
2: there's been a few of them this season. And they're still, they're still <coughs> so doing this bonkers. <laughs> it's, not, it's not negative. We're going to be champions. Fuck them out. Zone marking is not is not. I um, think proud. it
0: works. I think we, we've done uh, a mix in, in my years again, and um, even Alec Ferguson, uh, Mike Walker, you you pick up the danger. So, you know, big man, big man. Who's, who's their. You'd probably have three of their strongest headers, yeah. and then you'd mark up against it. And then, you know, on on any given Saturday, if there's a goal scored against you, all right, it's your fault. You should have done this, you should have done that. Or, well done, you stopped him from scoring a goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'd have a bit of zonal in there, because um, obviously you, the zonal man starts with the front post, because he's not really marking... Man, he's just not letting anyone get in front of him, so he's marking that space. Um, you'd maybe have that one next to the goalkeeper with the um, the, snor- the the s- the sneaky, the sneaky, yeah. the sneaky striker. And um, yeah, you would you would do it like that. But again, all look at Premier League clubs; they've all got different ideas. You could say you could probably go fifty-fifty on you know, dual, uh, zonal and marking, or just zonal, yeah. uh, and then others. Just Mark, I mean, the old hold off in the penalty box now is one of the, what you used to do. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah, one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. one of my favourites now, so, so yeah, I, I'm not sure if we'll be doing it against Milan on the 20th of May, so we'll just have to, you know, I'll, I'll make sure that <laughs> um, Maturazzi and um, whoever else is coming up for corners are all picked up. I don't want a headbutt, so um, <laughs> it's getting well away from me. Because might get one back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think people will pay the, the admission fee to it, yeah. I promise <laughs> that. Um, so
2: looking ahead to, to Saturday, uh, it's the return from quite a tasty, spicy affair earlier in the season. The Blades didn't take too kindly to some of our um, professional ways of um, helping the clock run its run its course. Um, they seem to be exceptionally bitter, the Blades fans, about us nicking that 1-0. Mm. Um I, I I assume that it's going to be relatively similar line-up um, on Saturday just due to the fact that we're, we've either sold players or they're injured yeah, there's 10 but new
0: signings Actually, I can't believe we've got this room tonight there must be a press conference due there must be some, <laughs> yeah. must be some signings having yeah. medicals at the moment surely you, you would yeah. hope so um,
2: because we are thin on the ground and, and again that, whilst it was fantastic heroics last night boys, are gonna, other than Jamal Lewis who mm. looks like he can run forever mm. the boys are going to be tired on Saturday On not they? well they
0: were in for recovery day today so 1 o'clock they were in training Um, Angus got home mid-afternoon and he went straight to bed so it's recovery and um, you know they got the cryotherapy up there now. I mean there's there's all sorts of things that you have got to give them to help them um, and then mentally get them prepared um, because they didn't look tired they looked to fit a team at 120 minutes. Yes, than yeah. Chelsea yeah. did, and I, I mean, you know, I, I, so, I, that was so. something I was
2: really impressed with. Uh, and, and, and credit to Farka for 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 what he was, what he was actually. Um, for if 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 he was instilling that in them in in the kind of 90 minute um, yeah. team talk and the the 150 no, 105 minute team talk, you yeah. know, halfway through his yeah. extra time, um, they they really did concentrate you know fully in so credit credit yeah. where it's
0: due so, but, but then they've got to go on the pitch against one of their um, six point gap rivals who are actually in sixth place in yeah. the league so you know that that bad run that they had all of a sudden they've had a good run um, and they're right close again so they need another good run and um, hopefully we don't see the same run post Arsenal um, post Chelsea um that bit in between wasn't great. Um but the bits up to this game has been fantastic and um wouldn't it be great to get the Norwich City fans back on side at home?
2: That would that will definitely help, help home. against a premier I don't think even level, a one 0 I mean, even a
0: one nil victory would probably do it. I mean obviously mm-hmm. three one three two all action game would, would certainly seal it, but um a scabby one nil. Um, like they did at um, Bramwell Lane I think they would go down even better because yeah. they didn't think how yeah. bitter yeah. they yeah. would be there well yeah. it, it, it actually started I mean I, I saw it and I didn't realise the bus was late uh, yeah. but I was actually late because I was making an appearance at Sheffield United that day right. um, so you pissed them off well. I, I, I <laughs> must have I, Tony Curry wasn't very happy when I was going into his lounge um, the, the beef was um, overcooked that day as well, oh, so they dear, must have dear. everything was <laughs> on back Over-lake. but that was the day that all the students mm-hmm. were moving into Sheffield University Right. And that's okay. why Every route into um, Sheffield was busy. I think um, Chris Wilder um, said that Did the bus driver not do his job um, because the team were late, obviously. Um, Gemma Gifford uh, was sent in with the team sheet. So he wasn't very happy with that. It wasn't respectful that he sent in a... my Gemma? Mm, a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Ten> minion. <laughs> Gemma, Gemma from uh, the press office. Um but she should have done that the week after as well because she was a lucky yeah. You know yeah she should have it. done it the week after, but I think they did get a result the week after. But everything was just little bits that really frustrated. And then I think there was bottles coming on the pitch. Angus was taking his time on cold kicks and the big cop there were not very happy with him. And I think he turned around and gave it a little bit of um, yeah. uh, what he did against Itchwich as well. So um, I, I know that his Twitter haters... Um, I've been hating already post Chelsea, um you know, sort of getting ready for an assault <laughs> Bless them. Um, good stuff. so but again, I think that's it's an opportunity for the lads to um, make their season. And the if there's
2: going to be a run you feel it needs to start yeah. in the next week or two. Well, I think the couple of games
0: it. we've got coming up will turn into six pointers Brentford I think are coming up as well um, who's after Bristol City someone's going to sorry Middlesbrough Middlesbrough so Middlesbrough, 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 Middlesbrough Villa, Villa, we'll lead. Get yeah. all on their Villa lead. so they're all the teams that run. are going to be mm-hmm. so it's, it's it's the time of season where um, like the, the 120 minutes worth of fitness um or the work that they've done and the build up to the games is going to be worth it if they can go on the pitch on saturday and, and, and get another result so um but it'll be a tough game because um he's a sheffield lad he's a manager he's instilling like the grit and steel um from the terraces into the play and um you know, he'll be on the touchline, being as aggressive as his t- he wants his team and as aggressive as the supporters. Yeah. Because they're quite a, um, a, a wild lot as well. Um, I've got a few Sheffield United fans, um, friends, uh, golfing mates. I um, also met Carl Bradshaw um, when I was up there last yeah. time. I always got a Sheffield United tattoo on his calf. Yeah. yeah and he yeah, had it when yeah. he played for Norris City. Did, you did he didn't have did a Norris City tattoo, but I knew the right. one who got Sheffield United on there. So that's, that's the type of person and. Um, attitudes of which will make it all the, the nicer mm. when we defeat them on Saturday. It, it'll be it, honestly it would be great and um, Angus's birthday on Monday so it'll be a nice little celebration um, for him the two Terrific. games so hopefully it'll make it a nice uh, finish off to the weekend. Yeah, right then
2: John we've got uh, some listener questions which would be great to get yeah, um, hang on, Mr on. Gunny's opinion his battery's gone flat so what we do is um, we have um, people you'll, you'll be surprised to know actually follow us on Twitter and actually listen to what we say um, for lack of better offer and they uh, will give us uh, some questions each okay. podcast so they're not room. specifically
1: for you Brian they're just General knowledge ones at the moment Okay. So not got... General Knowledge General knowledge. General, right. okay. general, right. right, yeah. general General knowledge that's, yeah. yeah. in quiz. Yeah. That's the... so we've got your <laughs> thoughts on VAR in, um, this, so this is from Brad Knowles on yeah. Twitter so he said in his opinion the only change needs to be an instant red card and permanent ban from football for anyone making the TV gesture. Uh, Oh, unbelievable. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. I saw Maratha doing it last night, and I've just, uh, yeah, that just got to me straight away. But uh, I probably, same thoughts as Arnold Shearer, because he wasn't very complimentary towards it at all. uh. Um, And as they said, um, they had four very experienced ex professionals in that room last night with Lineker, Dion, um, Zola, and Shearer, um, all saying this, and then the referee saying, that that wasn't a penalty, and just made a bit of a farce of the of the of the whole thing, um, but yeah, I, the first uh, the, uh, yeah I, I didn't like Murata. Every time something happened, it was like he wanted to go. and watch his telly. Yeah, so, I think it'll yeah. get better as well when it VAR is it beds in and
3: stuff. People get yeah. used to it. So, so the thing for me last night and why I disagreed with Shearer was that. The point for me was that it was to come into overall really obvious mistakes. Yeah, and all of us to an extent disagree as to yeah. whether or not that was a penalty. Yeah, and if we're all disagreeing, it can't be an obvious mistake. Yeah. So it shouldn't have been overruled. And we're all so disagreeing, VAR, and we
2: all support the same team. Yeah, so, so, so yeah. for me,
3: VAR worked well yesterday. I agree. Send someone off if they make a TV gesture. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, I'll just right. off.
2: <clears throat> got given the
1: physical and emotional exertions against Chelsea, exactly how thoroughly thumped are we going to get by Sheffield United? And that's from Matt. I, Negative uh, Barton. To, to Matt, can you listen? He'll have to listen
0: back. we no, will I'll have to like, rewind what we just said. Yeah, yeah I think gonna gonna be, be we've been we, quite. We've, we've, been, pre- we've pretty much, re- much covered that, Matt. So
3: cheer
1: yeah. up. Thanks, Matt. Cheer yeah,
0: up and yeah. tune in to yeah. us playing yeah. him on Matt. Saturday. Get on the running machine, do your quiz. Your tough We've got one
1: more question. So we've got would it be beneficial to get Todd Cantwell on loan or out on loan this season with S- a S- view? S- 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 playing
3: next season so for me it depends on whether or not there are more players lined up to come in i'm quite happy if the the idea is we'll sell pritchard because he didn't want to be here we'll keep that money we'll keep our out of dry with i don't know if they have but we've maybe written this season off let's blood some youngsters for the rest of the season see so how
1: we go and also i think they've covered it with the um the lad from tottenham marcus edwards because he seems to be a a ten, doesn't he? That kind of yeah. attacking yeah. midfield. Yeah, no, Mark is
0: definitely ten. Um, very small, diminutive. Is that the right diminutive? Mm-hmm. Diminutive, yeah, that's the right one. And 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 very technical, skillful player. So he'll take the, the, the ball in tight areas. He'll run at people. He'll play one twos or get past them. Um, slightly different than Madison, um, who's also got a goal threat at the end of it. I think um, Edwards would be probably more of a passing threat through, you know, tr- slipping people in on the angles um, Todd Cant Cantwell going on loan I'm um, very impressed with him when he was on the pitch mm-hmm. last night um, he showed great energy he got Falling caught the game, right, at, he? right at the beginning he got caught he was like sort of got past someone and he just sort of like I've done that now and then all of a sudden somebody was straight on top of him and won the ball back but I think he learned very quickly yeah. and um, I think Todd would be in the last day of the um, deadline day if there was no signings if there was signings coming in mm. um, to Cover the right-hand side, um, you know, a backup for Madison. Um, you know, maybe it would be beneficial for him to play more games. But if there's no players coming in, he's got to be there or thereabouts.
2: So you're in, you're in Weber's <coughs> shoes. Number, just a, a sort a quick, easy one. Number one priority. If you could sign for one more position in this window, where, where would you bolster? Two strikers. One, one, one more position, you but you've gone with two, two players. Now it's fair enough. Like that—that that was the question. I said position, yeah. not one player. Yeah, two, I, I'm hundred percent agreeing. Right, yeah. so we wrap things up with our with our long come Norwich quiz. Um, I'm going to ask you, Gunny, six questions. The theme this week is '90s football. In your heyday. Um, we wish you the best of luck Lornie. will Thank tell you. you when it's time basically is it go, proper timing we go through the six questions yeah. if, you get, if you give a wrong answer or you pass we'll come back to the ones okay. you missed out okay. um, until the minute's up <clears throat> ok here we go here we go your time starts now which club did Tim Flowers leave to sign for Blackburn Rovers Southampton correct which Norwich player left in 1994 to sign for Wimbledon Um, pass on that one. Who did Glenn Hoddle manage directly after Chelsea?
0: It's not a double question, this one, surely. Southampton?
2: It's not, no. no. Uh, what was the <laughs> name of the Scotland <laughs> national squad's single released in 1990?
0: Oh my god. It's not. Uh, well, we are on the march with Ali's army, it was 1972, so I, I, I'll have to go that. Uh, we're on the way. No, it wasn't. Uh, who did Roberto Baggio <laughs>
2: leave to sign for Juventus? World record. Oh my God, we're on the countdown now as well. We're on uh, world record time. Oh, 89 Oh, it was. I, well, I can tell you now it was Fiorentina. Fiorentina. Um, you got just the one, and, <laughs> but you got it. You got it quite promptly. So I thought yeah. we were on to good things. I. Right, right, right. uh, so the Norwich player that left in 1994 to
0: sign for Wimbledon, F and a
2: Cuckoo. F and a Cuckoo.
0: Where did uh, we sign fan from? Bournemouth. I I I was going to say F1 as well. I had F1 in my head, and for some reason I was going to go. Well, he did a right for them, didn't he? He He stayed in the prem for a while with them. Well done, the chief. Glenn Hoddle. My room partner should have known that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Glenn Glenn Hoddle
2: went on to manage who after England. 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 Oh, see, a I'm a trick, Scotsman,
3: trick, so I'm not going to get that. Okay, I'm okay, like, right. Well, you say that, yeah, but you're a bit did, of a Scotsman. <laughs> you yeah. talking
2: about being a Scotsman. <laughs> yeah. uh, what was the name of the fantastic single that we can probably all sing now from the 1990? Um, I, uh, I, I was in the squad. Yeah, that's why I picked it. Say it with pride. Did you not what sing on that say one, Brian? Right? I, I <laughs> <must have laughs> mind. I must have <laughs> mind. I must have mind. Wet,
0: wet, wet. Must have like. And what we didn't
2: get to was <laughs> your sixth question, so we'll give you a go for a bonus point now. Okay. Who won Player of the Season the year before you? So you won in 1993. Who won in 1992? Oh, I've got a diminutive as well. This guy. Oh, Robert mates. Fleck. Correct. Oh God, he's gone Scottish on yeah, me. So yes. There you so, go. You've got your so, can <clears> these two boys the get past yeah. you? We'll go to John's questions right, next, okay. and your time starts now. Which striker signed for Chelsea from Stoke City, scoring 25 goals for them over five years? Mark Stein. Correct. Ooh, Mark. Who was the top scorer in the, for Norwich City in the 1995-96 season? Ashley Ward. Correct. Which manager replaced Terry Venables at Tottenham Hotspur in 1993? Ozzy Adeles. Correct. What what we, have you seen his question? <laughs> what was the name of the single Ian Wright released in the 90s? Pass. Uh, who did Ronaldo leave to sign for Inter Milan? Barca. Correct. Wow. Who won Player of the Season in nineteen ninety seven? Pass. So, uh, what was the name of the single in Wright released in the nineties? No, pass. Okay, so 90s. Player of the season in nineteen ninety seven for Norwich City. Eight
0: seconds. Oh, Eight we'll seconds. Mm. Let's count down. Cookie. Nope. Very diminutive, Darren Eady. Darren Eady. Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. Was gonna so be that's young, a stonking four, wow. which is a yeah, great well, result. So right. now, it's finally,
2: Launi, can you four, beat a yeah, four? Know. Your time starts now. Name the Norwegian striker that banged in Premier League goals for Swindon Town.
3: Uh. Yeah, ja,
2: Correct. Alongside Chris Sutton, which other ex-Canary won the Premier League with Blackburn? Uh, Pass uh, Which club did Martin O'Neill manage before Norwich City?
3: Before? Mm. Not Leicester then So, Wickham Correct What was the
2: name of the single that the Man United squad released in 1994? Pass Who did Gianluca Vialli leave to sign for Juventus? Inter No Who won Player of the Season for Norwich City in 1998?
3: Ninety-seven, ninety-eight would have been... Andy Marshall?
2: No. Alongside Chris Sutton, which other ex-Canary won the Premier League with Blackburn? Oh,
3: yes. Uh, I really don't know. And it's going to be obvious, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, quite obvious, really yeah. obvious. Oh, attention! No. Oh, you can have that. You can have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can, you, you can <laughs> you have it. you
1: got have the beat. It. The beat. Yeah, the beat. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah okay. this yeah, is final beat. That.
2: Okay, so... It is a win for you this week, John. Yeah, well done, John. Gunny, <laughs> it has been an absolute pleasure. Yeah,
0: for you Sorry I didn't know more about my Scottish uh, songs and things like that. I tell right you what, you knew a fair
2: bit about goalkeeping and Angus Gunn, so we'll take that. So everyone, make sure you get yourself tickets for May the 20th. Mm-hmm. Um, are they on sale now? Or yeah, there's yeah no, there's...
0: there's they have four or five thousand the already. Fantastic! So, yeah. so get yourselves some yeah.
2: tickets. We're obviously waiting for, for Gunny to get us VIP passes <laughs> or um, <laughs> uh, pitch dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say we may get a game. I uh, a game. Uh, That's uh, what uh, I mean. At this point, yeah. um, so yeah. at that point, all it leaves us to say is goodbye from me, goodbye from John, goodbye, goodbye from Lawny, goodbye, and goodbye from the legend that is Brian Gunn.
3: Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Say